0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday, 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Hey, let's talk about yesterday's Vancouver City budget. A 7% property tax increase in Vancouver for the year 2020. That is to fund the city's one6 billion dollar budget a lot of spending going up at city hall and property taxes going up to seven percent could have been worse remember the city at one point was talking about oh maybe it'll be like eight point two percent i guess everyone's supposed to be happy now whoo It was only 7%. A lot of people unhappy about it, though. Got a great panel to talk about it. George Affleck is in the studio, former Vancouver City Councillor. George, thank you for coming in. Happy to be here, Mike. Also on the line is Alex Hemingway. He's an economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. Alex, thank you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Alex, let me go to you first. You're really kind of shaking it up on Twitter there with some of your tweets about this uh, property tax increase. You think this is actually a pretty reasonable increase, right? Or do you think it should be even more?
1: Yeah, I mean, a a couple of uh, key pieces of context to keep in mind, Vancouver has the lowest property tax rate in in North America, and that's because as uh, land wealth, property wealth in the city has exploded uh, over the past couple of decades, we consistently, uh, through the mill rate system, lower... Uh, uh, The property tax rate on assessed value to compensate for that. So, you know, uh, as we've seen that explosion of land wealth, uh, that's one uh, key piece. The other piece is when you compare these property tax increases in dollar terms to uh, the increases that our uh, renters are going to face in this city uh, this next coming year, uh, they actually look quite modest. So, you know, just for example, if if you're talking about the median condo, you're looking at a property tax increase of about $75 uh, next year. Uh, Say, you're renting an $1,800 a month condo, uh, you're going to be paying another uh, $561 uh, in rent over the course of the whole year under the allowable rent increase. So that uh, should be kept in mind, I think.
0: Yeah, but the, uh, the maximum rent increase, though, pegged at inflation was only, what, 2.5% this year?
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. So just that 2.6% increase next year over over the course of a year will add up to $561 uh, increase in rent for that $1,800 uh, a month
0: rental. So you're, so you're saying you're paying more if you're a renter than if you're an owner? You're, you're
1: paying a lot more. You're being squeezed okay. hard. And the other crucial thing is you're, you're being squeezed without any of the benefits from the the huge uh, land value, land wealth gains that we've seen
0: in the city uh, okay. over the past many years. Okay, George Affleck, what do you say to that?
2: well this uh, approach to defining taxation based on the value of your home is actually a misinformation to me it's, you have to think about the basket of goods that you purchase every year whether it be your groceries or whatever in taxation and your rent and all those things are part of it and and it's important that we have to go how much is how affordable is Vancouver and if we increase the cost of living then it becomes more expensive and everything else becomes more expensive and to the renter issue uh, you know I find that challenging because the, the the biggest problem we have is getting people to Build rental units. If you make it less profitable or even viable for uh, a developer or anybody to build market rental, and by the way, uh, private um, uh, and uh, social housing have to pay taxes as well, uh, it becomes less interesting to build uh, yeah. rental housing. But just in Vancouver, the population—you know—it's the rate of, infl- of growth of taxation is triple the rate of uh, based on the population growth prorated. Uh, so, do per you year. think?
0: Do you think, therefore, George, that this 7% property tax hike is too high?
2: <laughs> Do you think? Plus, 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 right? You get the services yeah. on top of that. So it's over 8% uh, cost at the taxpayers of Vancouver on average. So absolutely, it's the highest taxation that I've been able to find in the history of Vancouver. What so,
0: about, What about all those soaring property values that uh, Alex just talked about? Aren't, aren't people sitting on a pile of wealth if you're a homeowner?
2: Well, there's an assumption that you will take the wealth out of your home and put it into paying your taxes. That doesn't work that way. We all know that doesn't work that way. Your property value, sure, goes up, it goes down. Uh, it changes over time. What you have to think about is how affordable is Vancouver. Obviously, it's really expensive to buy a home now. If you want to enter the market, it's absolutely impossible no matter what. And if you want to buy, say, a small condo, plus your your, your maintenance fees, plus your taxes, yeah, yeah. plus, 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 every, you know, this bullshit cup of coffee argument drives me crazy. How many of coffee is it going to take before we're stretched beyond what's possible to even survive and vancouver becomes only for the rich okay
0: okay well we're a family radio station here george this sorry is, you know, okay uh alex what do you say to that
2: well
1: a, a couple of key things here in terms of uh that wealth in the land we're talking about an increase of almost 200 billion dollars just in the wealth in the land not not in the buildings on top of it and just since the mid-2000s so we're not talking about small potatoes here that land wealth is real wealth it, it's it's Tends to be illiquid. If you live in the house, we do have uh, generous uh, property tax deferral uh, uh, programs in BC. You can get your property tax taxes deferred if you're a family with children. You've got kids in university, family dependent on you. Uh, if you're over 55, generous program there. Uh, and you know I, I, we just have to keep in mind that again this is the lowest property tax rate in North America, but even if as George is suggesting you look at average properties across cities you know compare us to Toronto for example, uh, just in an average property which is worth a lot more in Vancouver than it is in Toronto you're still paying a lower property tax uh, bill in Vancouver by uh, No, no over no a no no, no
2: no no you're well you're paying and, and you're not including you can't compare apples to oranges you have to you look at Burnaby pays a lot less taxes than us. bottom line tax. Taxation costs per person. You got to get away from this uh, level of, in, of percentages and talk about the actual. No, I just dollar gave you in, in
1: dollar terms. I can give you the exact dollar terms between an average property in Toronto and in Vancouver. It's much lower
2: in Vancouver. You can 't compare Toronto has other costs associated in Vancouver we have the things like Metro Vancouver significant costs these are service fees. You look at the pay as you go system, which is a way to hide uh, costs for the city of Vancouver. so we have doubled down in Vancouver over the last ten years we've we've increased taxes above the rate of inflation plus we've increased service fees triple or quadruple times the rate of inflation. So people, and and my argument when I was in council was always to say, if we're going to increase and do with pay-as-you-go, then the, the opposite for taxation should happen. Property taxes should go down while pay-as-you-go yeah. goes up. But both me, went up, so we double-dipped.
0: Let me ask you this, Alex. When you analyze this city's budget, do you think that the spending is out of control in any ways? Because I think some people might say, well, okay, a 7% property tax hike, that's pretty hefty. But if it's going to be if it's going to be spent on hiring new police officers, which we're told it is, well, garbage collection, repairing roads, you know, basic services provided by a city, I think most people would be okay with that. But when you look at certain parts of this budget, like the communications budget, like on spin doctors and press releases and YouTube videos, this has gone up like 81% in 5 years. I mean, this is crazy. The whole budget is doubled in 10 years. The capital budget's tripled in, or doubled in three years. Mm-hmm. Don't you think the spending is a little out of whack? I think when we look around us, we can see that there's a tremendous amount of pent-up
1: need for public investment in some crucial areas. First and foremost, uh, direct public investment in affordable housing, which uh, the city can and, and should uh, contribute to, and in fact should contribute to more. Uh, Childcare, transit, these are all huge needs. I think it is incumbent on people uh, to say what they would like to see cut. I certainly uh, uh, would tend to agree with uh, what some of the counselors put forward yesterday, which is that uh, we could shift. Some some of those increases. For example, the increase in the police budget, not necessarily a priority from my point of view. Shift that to that uh, investment in housing that we desperately need. This, but uh, if, if people want to see cutbacks, I think uh, uh, they should be explicit about yeah, what this, they're going to be. Sure. And, you know, the yeah, other, this, the this other crucial the,
2: thing this, here is... Now, this past uh, the buck uh, from the federal and provincial government. Downloading the cost of housing to cities is what's killing us here. The, the, the capital budget is doubled because we've doubled. We're actually, half that capital budget, over $200 million is going to housing. Now, I'm not Saying we shouldn't be building housing, but the province and the federal government need to step up too. But they're downloading to cities across this region. Burnaby's now stepping up, which they hadn't in years. It's not fair on, on, on cities to re- rely on them to pay for housing now. And it's a huge portion of the budget. As a result, we don't see community centers being built. We don't see pools being built. We don't see parks being done. We don't see proper road construction. We don't see so many things because the obsession by cities to Let's have to do housing, those those to do great. housing because the province and federal government are not doing their job. They've downloaded it like they've downloaded so much of schools to parents. This is a problem in our society and I don't think cities should be taking this, this cost to bear. This well, is Alex. overly burdening to cities. All
1: levels of government need to contribute. Absolutely. Uh, and we do need investments not just in housing, in our community centres, uh, in, in all the amenities in our community. That's
2: absolutely crucial. But it's crucial. not happening. Our budget's and, gone from $900 million to $1.6 billion in 10 years and do you see a new community centre built in those 10 years in Vancouver? Not. One community centre has been built in 10 Years and the budget has gone to operating budget And if from you want to, if you want to, talk about to shifting, $1.6 billion, Come on. Alex. You want to talk about shifting uh, money around in the
1: budget? Absolutely. Let's talk about you know, where we're shifting from and where we're shifting to in terms of increasing those investments. And uh, we do need to keep in mind that incredibly low property tax rate. Uh, uh, we have Get hundreds off of your billions ta- of dollars tax in land rate wealth argument that
2: is a misinformation. That yeah, is okay. so you know, but, misinforming as we continue talking
0: about yesterday's seven percent property tax hike in the city of vancouver former city councilor george affleck says it's too high alex hemingway disagrees what do you say call on the open line and have your say 604-280-9898 is the number 604-280-9898 star 9898 on your cell let's go right to your calls mike and langley hi oh hello
3: there yeah um I I lived in Vancouver for many years and then left, you know, way back. But that city has been out of control for years. And this is speaking to Alex. You know, you're using percentages and all this bullcrap. when realistically you've raised the dollar value of people's taxes by like double the rate of inflation for 10 straight years. Businesses are closing. I have people that run businesses there. It's ridiculous. You need, you know, you look at the amount of money that this city spends on stupid things, you know. Um, okay, it's, okay,
0: it's incredible. Let's see what he says, Alex. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I think it's important
1: to talk about this both in, you know, in percentage terms, in dollar terms, any terms uh, you like that. Property tax increase for the for the median condo in dollar terms is going to be six dollars a month next year. Uh, and compare that to the situation of a renter; it's a lot more severe. You know, we do have a serious crisis in this city uh, in housing. I think George and I agree that we need additional investment in areas like housing, community centers, all the things that make our communities great. Uh, property tax is one tool to do that, particularly when we've seen a couple hundred billion dollars in land wealth created in the city. Uh, but it is a blunt tool, and you know we've we've been calling for a long time for forms to for the property tax system, uh, for example, to bring in brackets like we have with the income tax system. So the highest end properties are going to pay the highest rates. That's a, a power that the city has been asking for for, for uh, over multiple okay. administrations and should be allowed by the province.
2: George Affleck. Well, to me, the whole thing is broken. The way taxation should work, it should be based on the budgeting from zero up. So you go, what do we need to do? What are the basics that we should do? And then what are the extras we should do? And how much is that going to cost? And should we not exceed a certain amount? And if we, if, if it's say, rate of inflation increases per year, which most cities in the region are around that rate. It's only Vancouver that's seeing it 7%. Then you have a way of budgeting, so you have to go, we can't do this, we can't do that, but we can do all these things that we know are our basic requirements. That's where Vancouver has lost its way. It's pushed all the basics to the side, put all these other sort of uh, things that are more for public relations initiatives than anything like else. Like what? Like what would H- you put housing, on that list? Absolutely. We haven't, we've been, housing has been something that we've spent so much money on, more on staffing than we do on actually facilitating and building things. You know that the actual construction of housing is down this year on, on rental housing than we approved when I was there. We are failing at actually building rental housing because we have created yeah. such a bureaucratic nightmare at City Hall. You can't get permits. You Where's all the money going? We look around our streets it's a mess so the 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 mess has to start you have to look and start from scratch the new city council when they got in the first thing they should have done is done an assessment every department said where is the money going and how can we improve how efficient city hall is and then build your budget from that they they did it backwards alex
0: what do you say to that
1: well, there's a lot going on there. One thing I'll speak to is that, you know, it, it's right. It's hard to get rental uh, built in the city. Two things. One, we need more dramatically, more direct public investment in non-market housing. But even in, on the side of uh, market housing, one of the big barriers to getting it built is, in fact, uh, the that we know that it's less profitable to build than condos. A uh, part of the reason for that is uh, the enormous subsidies that we give in this country and in this province to owned housing. That actually makes the economics of building condos a lot more lucrative it than, it than building no, rental. No, it
2: doesn't matter what you're building in Vancouver. The problem with building in Vancouver, whether it be rental or owning, is the cost of construction through the city hall's fee increases, which as you see in this budget are up you know almost 10% or more. The cost of the speed at which you can get your permit to build, which is super slow, five years on average to build anything in this city. And then the overall tax increases that we're seeing the cost of doing anything in this in the city is out of out of control and it's pushing people who want to build rental strata it doesn't matter nobody wants to come here anymore to build stuff unless it's luxury condos and that is not filling the gap and we have to yeah. subsidize market rental to a significant degree to encourage developers to do it this is all backwards it's all backwards Alex.
1: well we should stop subsidizing owned housing so much that makes it a uh, we uh, don't we don't subsidize, we subsidize
2: market rental housing in the city through the rental 100 program and that is where the subsidies are going millions and millions Millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars going to Rental 100 program in lost CACs, DCLs, and, and other revenue that we would have had that have to encourage private developers to build market rental. That is oh. not how we should be operating this city.
1: All levels of government are subsidizing owned housing. You know the, the capital gains exemption for principal residences is that massive multi billion dollar subsidy. And if you want to talk about it, at that's the at the level, sale. The that's at that the we-
2: sale level. You're ta- I'm talking about construction. If you want to build more faster, population increase of Vancouver on average for every year that we, I've existed has being about one percent per year. So in the current population, looking six thousand people per year moving into Vancouver, we need to make sure we keep up with that pace or ahead of it by a couple percent. We've got the the system. We've got the actual density in place through through zoning we just don't have anybody who wants to build it because it's too expensive whether
0: it be well, rental not yet, or something the other Alex, let me, we just got a minute left, guys. Let me, Alex, let me ask you this real quick. I mean, George obviously sees some waste down at City Hall and wasteful spending. Are, are you, would you admit that there's some waste down there? Like, I'm, I'm looking at one line item here in the budget. Uh, like, I go back to that one I mentioned earlier, communications. If you go back to 2015, just a few years ago, it was $1.6 million. In this budget, $2.9 million. It's 81% increase in just five years. There's
2: 300000 when Sam Sullivan was there. It's crazy.
0: Well, as I say, I'm very open to, to
1: moving things around and, and people should make the case in specific cases. I've said in the case that I'm not so sure about this police budget increase, communications seems like a natural place to look. Of course, we do want our government communicating with citizens too, so it's not an automatic okay. thing, but you look oh. at it and you see if it makes sense.
0: George, real uh,
2: quick, the bottom real line quick is, on, out of time. On average, yep. $100,000 per staff person. So for, from six to 43 communication staff, that's $4 million. That's a half a percentage of tax increase okay. right there. Remember Savings. that lowest rate in North America, folks. Okay,
0: we continue to talk about with that 7% property tax hike approved by Vancouver City Council yesterday. Taking your calls on at 604-280-9898, star 9898, on your cell. As you heard our debate segment there in uh, the, the last hour, George Affleck, the former Vancouver City Councilor, he thinks this property tax hike is too high. Alex Hemingway, Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives, saying, what are you talking about? People are sitting on mountains of wealth here if they own a home in Vancouver that tax hike is still is fine alex still on the line uh let's go to your call 604-280-9898 is the number star 9898 on your cell steve in vancouver hi hi
3: so so what what did they say was going to be the, they said the average tax hike was going to be 80 bucks
0: for a condo yeah, so yeah. What is it for a condo, Alex? For, Average- for a condo, it's about seventy-five bucks.
1: Uh, now that it's down to seven percent from eight point two, yeah, a year over the whole year, yeah. Yeah. Steve. Well,
3: what? What did they base that on? I, I'm, you know, and and if if it's just condos, I'm um, I'm sorry, but Vancouver isn't made out of six hundred thousand dollar condos. It's it's averaged like two million dollar houses, so it's a real bad statistic. Uh, I'm a condo owner. I can't raise rent barely anything. And every year the assessment goes up, the taxes go up. I'm not sitting on a mound of money. I'm renting it to a guy for a really good rate. And I can't put it up anymore. So you know what I'm doing this spring? I'm going to sell it because I can't. I, I'm getting sick of this stuff. So you know what's going to happen to this poor guy? He's going to go somewhere. He's probably going to pay 300 bucks a month more because he's been sitting in my condo for seven years getting 2% raises. Well, and this gonna... is what you guys are doing to people.
0: You're gonna, gonna s- do people. Well, you're gonna sell your condos because you gotta pay another seventy five bucks a year per condo?
3: It's been seven years of the crap, Michael. Yeah. Every year it's the same crap. There's homeowners this, empty that, you what's the point?
0: Alex, what do you say to him? Well, you know, I, I I do find it a little
1: bit tough. You know, if you're in the position that you're actually the, the landlord of a secondary property that you don't even live in in this city, that's a that's a very nice uh, position to be in. And of course, uh, you know, we were talking about earlier the the rent increase, even under that the the rent control that we have in this province, it's capped at that two point six percent increase. If you're paying eighteen hundred dollars for a condo, that's not too bad in this city. Uh, your rent's going to go up over the course of the whole year, added together. But by 561 Yeah,
0: but you know, if you take on the cumulative impact on this guy's costs as the landlord, I guess what he's saying is, I'm getting out of this game. I'm just going to sell these condos because I can't put the rent up to match my costs. So isn't that going to make the city worse off if we start having rental properties get sold off?
1: Well, I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical when I hear People say that, but uh, you know, far be it for me. You know, maybe that is what he's going to do. But if that's the case, that's that condo is either going to uh, be a home for someone who's able to buy it or it's going to be a home that's rented out again by by a different buyer. Uh, So it's, it's, you know, it's not disappearing.
0: Let's go to Mike in Vancouver. Hi, Mike.
3: Hey there, fellas. Just wanted to quickly chime in. My question is Is it why that the landlord is only allowed to raise the rent by 2%? but the city is allowed to raise the property tax by whatever they want how how do you how, how is it justified why why can't i raise the rents on my tenants by 7% also well
0: well the the answer is politics because the ndp government stepped in there and put the a cap on the maximum rent hike because they have a lot of renters vote ndp or at least they think they do that's that's the obvious answer but alex what would you say to him well look uh
1: you know that that's a decision that's going to be made by city council and i would just say and you know we talked about this a little bit before the break as well but the 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 fact is that uh if you own a property in the city and you've owned it for a number of years you've benefited from that couple of hundred billion dollars of uh land wealth increase you know the the house that i rented in until quite recently increased the just the land increased in value by 1.4 million dollars yeah but
3: the thing is uh, it's, just only in the it's only increased Hello, hello. Oh are God. you there? Go ahead.
0: Yeah, go ahead, yeah, Mike.
3: It's only it's only increased if you sold it. Only if you sold this it, thing. Yeah, you got to live it's in the thing, right? it. You haven't cashed it out
1: yet. No, it's certainly increased. It's real wealth, but it, no, it's no, but it's, it's not, not real liquid. money
3: because I live in it. It's not real money. You're uh, lying it, it, to people. You guys are
0: liars. All you want is get into everybody. All right, Mike. Topic. Mike, take take it easy, man. Take it easy. You know,
1: well, I, I I do understand that feelings run really high about this. Absolutely, and it does, and and they do for renters too. who Have been squeezed much much harder uh, than property owners, and it's telling. You know, sometimes people say that that land wealth isn't real. I, I put out uh, just sort of a, a thought experiment on Twitter recently that said, you know, there are renters in the city that would be happy to pay your uh, seventy five dollar or even two hundred dollar. Uh, a property tax increase will cover that for you if you'll cut us in on some portion of those land wealth gains when when it comes time to sell that that provoked a very hostile reaction which i think tells you that actually that wealth is real
0: let's go to tony in vancouver hi tony hi how are you doing good Listen, i'm sick and tired of this
4: game 10 years of how to a condo up in vancouver and with your speaker there were your person there that's telling, well, we're wealthy and, and uh, in the, in the increases. Listen, enough is enough already. What are you guys doing with the homeowner's tax, the foreign buyer's tax? How many more taxes are you going to be putting on us? Enough is enough already. My place is going up for sale this spring.
0: How, how long have you owned the condo? Ten
4: years. Ten years. It was good for the first three or four years. Right now, I can't even break even. So... Your your speaker or your, your gentleman from the city there. He's uh, not. Well, getting he's the he's right.
0: not. He's not from the city. But wh- how much did you pay for the condo ten years ago?
4: Oh well, that's a different story. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, what did you oh, pay yeah. for? Uh, Hold single. On, well, how much? Did, I, how much?
0: How much did you pay for it?
4: I paid at that time about four hundred and sixty thousand dollars.
0: What do you figure it's worth now?
4: Well, it's worth about seven. But don't forget the strata fees and the repair fees, and uh, it keeps eating it away. Again, these guys keep raising up the taxes and it's taking my equity out of the place. But I've had enough of the roller coaster, just like the following uh, uh, caller.
1: Yeah, okay, Alex, what do you say to him? Well, look, I, and I want to be really clear here. We, we don't want to be pitting people against each other. And, you know, if people live in their home, for example, we don't want anyone being pushed out of their home. That's why we have quite a generous property tax deferral program in in the province and, and perhaps it needs to be expanded for some other special cases it covers it's a lot of ground birthright already to
4: own a home it's not your birthright to own a home man uh I,
1: I'm, I'm not really sure what, what he's getting out there. but just just the i mean one other piece of the puzzle here is that and we haven't had a chance to talk about this is that those very low property tax rates i talked about about it being the lowest rate in north america those actually drive up housing prices over time they encourage speculation speculative investment in our market and they actually lead to the inflation of mortgages buyers are able to access larger mortgages so actually uh uh, that's that that's important too and that's another reason why it's a problem that they're so low
0: let's squeeze in one more call victor in surrey oh hey how you doing
4: um look at all those people that are fighting over their properties there go talk to an accountant first because uh, uh, there's a whole bunch of things they've got to consider before they sell the property, if it's a revenue property or they're owner occupied. Okay, number two, interest rates are really low. Okay, I don't know what the city of Vancouver would borrow money at. Uh, Bank of Canada Prime is 1.75. What is the city of Vancouver going to pay? 2, 2.5? Borrow some money. Oh,
0: okay, is, can the city borrow money, Alex?
1: Yeah, they can borrow money. Uh, uh, Most of their capital spending has to come, uh, there has to be a referendum for for most of it at election time.
0: But they can't run a deficit budget, right? That's illegal, isn't it? Yeah, no,
1: they can't run a deficit year to year. If they want to borrow for capital expenditure, they need to go to referendum.
0: Right, and aren't aren't they spending a lot of money on interest now and the accumulated kind of debt they've rung up?
1: Well, I haven't seen those specific numbers for the city, but as the caller says, interest rates are very low right now. So if you're using those dollars for productive investments and, and, and things that bring value to our city, that the returns okay. on those investments are going to likely outpace those interest rates.
0: Squeeze in. Richard in Vancouver. Hi.
1: Uh, good afternoon, Um, Hey, listen, um, I, I, I just... I I am going to echo the, um, the sentiments of a lot of previous other callers. I think that, you know, we're living within our means or trying to. Yeah. I think it's up for government to live within their means. There's so much wasteful spending in the city, like George had said, about the communications department, yeah. um, the proliferation of hiring more staff, you know. George is also right about the downloading of uh, purpose-built rental and and uh, housing costs. And I, as a taxpayer, I don't think it's my job to, you know, like provide free housing for people that, and a lot of these people don't even want to work. Right? Okay. But,
0: okay. Thank you for the call. I think the the bottom line for a lot of people, Alex, is is the spending out of control at City Hall, and people. I don't. I think most people don't mind paying for the services that they receive we need more cops we need more garbage collectors you know we need more people to fill the potholes yeah i'm going to pay for that but when you see the entire budget of the city double in a matter of 10 years or you see uh capital spending double in just three years i think that's when people are saying hang on a second here this is getting out of control or that communication spending up 81 percent in five years on spin doctors and youtube videos i mean that's that's crazy
1: no, I think it, it, it's right to look in particular places whether that police budget makes sense, whether that communication uh, a budget makes sense, and whether that should be actually reallocated to uh, the most urgent needs uh, like the opioid crisis and, and the need for uh, affordable housing in this city, for sure. Okay.
0: Oh. Gentle- gentlemen, thank you both for coming on. I really appreciate it. George no Affleck, a former Vancouver City Councillor, Alex Hemingway, Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives.